Ever wonder who the founder of Hinduism was? Or when Jesus was really born? In each episode of this weekly series, Pathios will answer a common question from across the spectrum of major religions. It's our hope that we both broaden your knowledge and spur you on to keep digging, to keep asking questions, and to foster a greater sense of curiosity about the world's beliefs. Welcome to Answers by Pathios. How accurate is today's Christmas story compared to what the Bible says happened? Few stories have been told more often than the story of Christ's birth. It's spoken of, sung about, depicted in art, and annually reenacted in pageants and homes by believers throughout the world. While Christians are generally clear on the fact that many of Christmas's most popular symbols and practices are not part of the biblical account, Nevertheless, what's surprising is how many of the traditional elements of the story of Jesus' birth, as recorded in the Bible, Christians consistently get wrong. The less egregious errors in telling the tale of Christ's birth often come because of Christmas carols which, popular though they may be, sometimes take poetic license. For example, in A Way in a Manger, we're told that little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes— And yet, certainly Jesus cried like any other baby. In Silent Night, it's claimed that on the night of Jesus' birth, all was calm, all was bright. Of course, most babies' deliveries are not calm, but one taking place amid a very busy census, which caused the population of Little Bethlehem to swell, would undoubtedly not be a calm experience. In the Christmas song, With Wondering Awe, the wise men are said to have heard the angels singing. While most hold that the angels, in the plural, sang to the shepherds, not to the wise men, in actuality, the Bible doesn't say that the angels sang at all. Rather, according to the Gospel of Luke, they simply praised God, which is not the same as singing. Beyond these petty misinterpretations, there are more serious inaccuracies in how the story of Christ's birth is told or depicted. And they include things like the assumption that Jesus was born on the very night that Joseph and Mary arrived in Bethlehem. The Bible simply says that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. The Greek implies some duration in their Bethlehem stay prior to Mary's delivery. Luke informs us that there was no room for them in the inn. From this, Christians often imagine some unfeeling innkeeper who turned this young pregnant woman away, requiring that she give birth in a barn or stable. However, the Bible not only never mentions an innkeeper, the Greek of Luke 2.7 has been translated by scholars as, there was no place for Jesus in the guest room, which suggests that Joseph and Mary may have been staying with family members who lived in Bethlehem. The scriptures do not say Jesus was born in a barn or stable, only that the guest room was so small that Mary used a manger or feeding trough as a crib for Jesus. Thus, nativity scenes with Mary and baby Jesus surrounded by animals are almost certainly inaccurate. It's common to assume that there were three wise men who came to the baby Jesus. 
However, the Bible never says how many there were, only that they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Greek makes it clear that there were magi in the plural, but there could have been as few as two or many more than three. Those same magi are often depicted as kings, though Matthew's gospel only calls them wise men, which in Greek is magos. The term magi has the same root as magic and can mean magician, astrologer, Zoroastrian priest, or prophetic seer, but it does not mean king. Most nativity scenes will not only place the baby Jesus in a stable, but the wise men are traditionally represented looking adoringly upon the newborn babe of Bethlehem. However, the wise men did not come on the night Jesus was born. According to the Bible, they came no less than a year after Jesus was born, and perhaps as much as two and a half years after his birth. While most depictions of Jesus' birth display a star above the fictional barn in which he was supposedly laid, not only did the new star not appear until at least a year after Jesus was born, but Matthew's gospel suggests that only the wise men saw it. Hence, the early Christian Proto-Evangelium of James states that Herod examined the Magi, saying to them, What sign have you seen in reference to the king that has been born? And the Magi said, We have seen a star of great size shining among these stars and obscuring their light, so that the stars did not appear. And we thus knew that a king has been born to Israel, and we have come to worship him. This new star was not universally seen, as so many assume, and the Bible only speaks of the wise men as seeing and following it. Finally, the date of Christmas itself, December 25th, is a common misnomer. We don't know for certain exactly when Jesus was born. Popular theories include March 21st, April 6th or 15th, and May 20th. Others have suggested late September. Some have questioned whether there would have been shepherds abiding in the field in December. Regardless, the Bible doesn't say Jesus was born on December 25th, and most historians acknowledge that Jesus' birthday wasn't even celebrated for the first three centuries of Christianity, and it wasn't celebrated on December 25th until A.D. 336. While other misconceptions could be pointed out, like Mary on a donkey or three kings on camels, suffice it to say, so much of how we tell or depict the story of Jesus' birth is inaccurate. The first Christmas simply didn't look like the vast majority of its modern depictions. Of course, most Christians will point out that they don't tell the story of Jesus for its history, but instead to remind themselves and others of the gift that Christ is to the world. And in that regard, the mistakes of men in telling the sacred narrative miss the point of why its central figure, Jesus Christ, is all that really matters in the telling of it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Answers by Pathios. To learn more about the world's religions, please visit pathios.com today. This has been a production of the Pathios Podcast Network. 
If you're enjoying this series, consider checking out one of our other podcast offerings from Patheos, like the Bible Brief Podcast. So let's talk about for a second just what is it, what's in there, how do we just untangle all of this and figure out is it something we should even pay attention to? I think that this is the most, perhaps the most misunderstood book of scripture. Would you agree? Pretty much hands down. In this special three-part series, host Lori Denning and guest Dr. McLean Heward sort through some of the popular misunderstandings about the New Testament book of Revelation and examine what this ancient apocalypse might mean for us today. You can find the Bible Brief podcast and our entire podcast catalog on patheos.com or on your favorite podcast app. Check the show notes for helpful links and more information.